O God, grant us the fullness of your grace that we, running to obtain your promises, may become partakers of your heavenly treasure. These words from today's opening collect are prayed every year on this Sunday. It's one of my favorite collects in the entire prayer book because I love the imagery of running to obtain God's promises. And friends, let me tell you, I am not a runner at all. But abundant and eternal life in the kingdom of God, heavenly treasure, I'd like to think that even I would run to obtain these promises. I've been thinking a lot about God's promises lately, because in just the last week at St. Paul's, we held three funeral services. Three beloved members of the St. Paul's community George Shook, Gary Michener, and Bob Emmett were celebrated and commended to God's eternal safekeeping from this sacred space. Even if you did not have the privilege to know these men during their lifetimes, we are all impacted by their deaths as members with them in the body of Christ. The grief that accompanies their loss and the joy at their entrance into the nearer presence of God are present with us in this moment in the life of St. Paul's. Funerals are powerful reminders to us of God's promises. They are as much for the living as they are for the dead. The burial liturgy of our prayer book finds all its meaning in the hopeful promise of resurrection to eternal life. It reminds those of us still on our earthly pilgrimage that Jesus has conquered death forever, which frees us to live with confidence and boldness now. We are emboldened to embrace the abundant life that Jesus promises us even now in this life. In my experience, most of us think of eternal life in terms of time, as life that never ends. And indeed, it is that. But eternal life, as it is described in Scripture, refers not only to never-ending life with God on the other side of the grave. Eternal life refers also to a quality of life, a life that is available to us now. A participation in God's divine life that is available to us in this life through his Son, Jesus Christ. In the Gospel of John, Jesus says, This is eternal life, that you may know the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. Each Sunday celebration of the Holy Eucharist is an opportunity to renew our commitment to know Jesus and to seek this eternal life. Each Sunday, we are invited to live deeper lives of faith, to live as more intentional followers of Jesus, to make an honest appraisal of our lives and consider whether we are running or simply ambling along on our journey of faith. Today is a particularly good Sunday to consider this, 
because it is the last Sunday of our Walking in Love Capital campaign. And as this critical chapter in our communal life comes to an end, we are reminded of the incredible generosity of this community. It is a powerful testament to this generosity that we have raised almost $6 million. And this moment in our lives together is indeed something to celebrate. And it's also a moment to renew our commitment to living lives rooted in Jesus and to seeking the kingdom of God to living more deeply into our baptismal vows to follow Jesus as Lord, to proclaim the good news of God in Christ, to love our neighbor, and to work for justice and peace. Indeed, today's gospel passage points us to this choice. In it, Jesus tells a parable about two sons whose father sends them to work in the vineyard. The first son refuses to heed his father's command, but in the end, he changes his mind and goes to work in the vineyard. The second son responds favorably to his father's command, but then never follows through. Well, as far as the parables of Jesus go, this is a blessedly simple one. The first son says the wrong thing, but does the right thing. The second son says the right thing, but his actions fall short of his words. The moral, or at least one moral, of the parable could be summarized rather succinctly with this common expression. Actions speak louder than words. When Jesus told this parable, he was speaking to the Pharisees and the religious leaders, the insiders, the people who were adjacent to wealth and power. People, if we're honest, who are a lot more like us than we might care to admit. So we would do well to hear Jesus' parable as not only a gracious invitation, but also a warning. As we steward this wealth we have so quickly amassed, we should ask, will we be like the son who talks the talk but doesn't walk the walk? Or will we go to labor in the vineyard with renewed fervor? Will we embrace the values of Jesus' kingdom not only with our lips, but in our lives? Will we, the stewards of great wealth, confront social and economic inequities and other injustices and do our part to build the kingdom of God? Will we say yes to God's promise of eternal life? Faithful stewardship of our financial resources is the ongoing, never-ending work of the faith community. Fortifying our magnificent, majestic buildings and replenishing our endowment is something that we do first and foremost so that we can participate in God's mission. So the question our gospel poses to us this morning is this. Which son will we be?